Good morning. Our sermon today is focused on living as witnesses of Jesus, as resurrected people. We have a, a calling, a special calling in our lives to live as witnesses of Jesus. And we're going to explore what this means based on Acts chapter 1. In Acts chapter 1, verses 7 to 8, we hear, Jesus said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the very ends of the earth. I encourage you today to think about what does it mean for you to be a witness for Jesus in every situation. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, as we gather together for worship online, we pray that your spirit speaks to our spirit. You open up our hearts and our minds to hear from you and that you help us in the calling that you have given us to be your witnesses. Help us to see what it means to not only love you, but also to share your love generously with everyone we encounter through both what we say and do. May our reflection on Acts chapter 1 bring you to life in our lives. May it help us know what it means to be loved by you and to be guided by you. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. As we begin our sermon, I've got a couple of opening questions for you to ponder. The first of all is, do you have a clear purpose in life? We know that when people have a clear purpose in life, that's going to guide and shape all their other little actions whilst they focus on achieving that purpose. I listened to the story this week of a, an AFL footballer who said from the age of seven, he decided he was going to be an AFL footballer and that became his purpose in life. It affected everything else about him. It affected his diet, it affected his exercise, it affected what he had to do, it affected his behaviour. So do you have a clear purpose or a clear, do you have clear purposes in life? Do you understand who you are and what you're aiming to do and be? Or another way to think about this is, when you die, what do you think will be written on your tombstone? Or what will people remember of you? What will people remember you for? This week, a fairly famous Christian apologist, Ravi Zachariah, died. And I remember listening to a sermon or a teaching of his where he talked about the raising of Lazarus. And he, he pointed out that in the scriptures it talks about Lazarus being a friend of Jesus. And Ravi's comment was, this is what I want to be known for, as a friend of Jesus. Some years ago when I was ministering to a, a lady who was preparing her own funeral, she wasn't dying on her deathbed, but she was taking the opportunity to prepare her own funeral to help her family when she did eventually die. I asked the question is, what do you want to be the, what's, what is the main message you want people to hear about you? And her comment was, she simply wanted to be remembered as a good and faithful servant of Jesus. And another person who I met and asked a similar question, Joe, she made this comment is, I not only want to be known as someone who loved God, but I want to be known as someone who helped others know God and his love. Because just knowing God, that's just too selfish. But helping others know God and his love, I think that's more what God wants us to do. So what about you? What do you want to be known for?
In our sermon today, we're encouraged to be witnesses for Jesus. And so, how might you look at your life? How might your, oops, sorry, how might your life look if you took seriously God's call for you to be his witnesses in every part of your life? Think about that passage from verse 8, where Jesus says, You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. If you were to put these locations on a map, you, you would think it would go something like this. You will be my witnesses at home, in your street, in your city or suburb, in your state, in your nation, and throughout the world. God has given each of us that call to be his witnesses in every situation we face. So how might your life look if, we, if you took that seriously, to be God's witnesses in every situation you face? Being a witness to Jesus means not just being a witness in some situations, but to recognise that our whole life is where we are to be God's witnesses. Everything we're involved with. Think about this. Think about how you could be God's witnesses, God's witness in your family. Think about how you can be God's witness at work. Think about how you can be God's witness with your finances. Think about how you can be God's witness when you're on holidays or in your friendships or in the sports you're involved with. Think about how you can be God's witness even when you're shopping or buying things or in your home or when you need to look after yourself. Think about how you can be God's witness in your celebrations or with your investments or with difficult deals and times. Think about how you can be God's witnesses in other situations that are part of your life. You see, every aspect of our life is where God calls us to be witnesses. Not just in some, but in every. And so our challenge in life is to constantly reflect on what does it mean to be God's witnesses in every situation we face through both what we say and do and how we go about our interactions with people. And what we're called to be is God's witness to what Jesus has done is doing and will do. And so this is a challenge for us, and often it will take some time for us to think about and reflect on. There's not a very simple manual to do so, but we need to use some common sense. We need to be able to interact with people, but also see every opportunity as an opportunity to share God with the people we're interacting with. You see, being a witness, though, involves some things. The first thing it involves, which our passage reveals to us today, is that we need to rely on God's Holy Spirit. To be a witness for Jesus, we need to rely on God's Holy Spirit. If you go to verse 4 of chapter 1, you hear this. On one occasion, while Jesus was eating with them, and that's where the disciples, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father has promised which you have heard me speak about. And what he was referring to there is wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now we have received that gift of the Holy Spirit when we were baptised. And we continue to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit when our minds and ears are open to hearing God's word. And so it's important for us 
to make time to regularly listen to God's word, to be fed by God's spirit so we can be prepared and equipped to be his witnesses in the world. You see, being his witnesses is not about reflecting what we want to reflect of God, what we think God should be doing, but it's about reflecting what God has done, God is doing, and God will do for us and for others. And so I'd encourage you to be constantly open to listening to God, constantly worshipping with God and Bible reading and Bible study and allowing God's word to affect the message that you share with others. That's relying on God's Holy Spirit. The second thing in being a witness, it involves sharing what we know and have experienced because of our relationship with Jesus. Jesus said, you will be my witnesses. Our call is to, to reflect what we know and what we have experienced from Jesus. And that's what he was asking those first disciples to do, to take what they've experienced, what they've heard, what they know from their relationship with Jesus and share that with others. And that's what he calls us to do. He's not calling us to be high intellects and to know everything about God. He's not calling us to get everything precise. But what he's calling us to do is to share what we know and what we've experienced from Jesus, from our relationship with Jesus. And so I encourage you to take time to reflect on your Christian journey, to develop your story with Jesus. In other words, write down what your story with Jesus is. And here's one way you can do it. I've listed six questions for you to think about and to respond to. First question is quite probably simple. Is take some time to think about is, what is your earliest recollection of being a Christian? What are the earliest times that can you recall of being a Christian? The second thing is, what events in your life have had an impact on your relationship with Jesus? And these could have been fantastic events or they could have been very negative and dramatic events. There's one that really sticks in my mind for me and that was a funeral I attended. It wasn't anyone in my family. It was just a, a funeral I attended with a, a leader in business but who was also a Christian. And that event had quite an impact and actually got me thinking more deeply about my relationship. So what events in your life have had an impact on your Christian relationship? The third thing in developing your story to think about is who have been the significant people in your Christian journey and why? Who have been the people who have had an impact on you and helping you to know God's grace and God's love and God's mercy more fully? And why have they had an impact? One person that sticks to my mind is a lady who was dying of cancer in hospital, or sorry, in a nursing home. And she always had a smile on her face and she, the way she shared with staff had a great impact on them. She was always smiling even though she was going through tremendous pain. And one of the staff said to me, there must be something about this Jesus she knows because she's content and she's happy even though she knows she's dying. So I'd encourage you to think about that. Is, who have been the significant people in your Christian journey and why? The fourth thing to think about is, what are some Bible verses and Bible stories that have influenced you and your life? Think about those key Bible verses and Bible stories that come to mind. 
You know, one that often you'll hear me talk about in sermons, particularly amongst difficult times, is Psalm 23. It's one that sticks in my mind, where it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God is still with me. And that has impacted and reminded me so much that even when I'm going through difficult stuff, even when life is tough, that God hasn't deserted me, that God is walking with me and helping me through that difficult time. But what about you? What are some of the Bible verses and Bible stories that have influenced you and your life? Another one that comes to mind is that the story of the Good Samaritan where two religious leaders bypass somebody in need but a Samaritan, somebody who is the complete opposite of the person in need, who was normally an enemy of the person in need by ethnicity, actually stopped and helped and cared for them. And it reminded me of what it means to be a neighbour, which is what the story is about. The fifth question to ask is, the fifth question to ask is, what has Jesus done for you, is doing for you, and will do for you? Now, there's a global thing that we can talk about as Christians, what Jesus has done for us. We talk about him dying on the cross. But then think about how does that specifically apply to your life? How does that give you the forgiveness of sins? What what are the specific sins that God has forgiven for you? And sixth, in part of your story, think about this question. What is one thing you would like other people to know about God that you know through Jesus? What is the one thing you would like someone you meet to know about the God you know through Jesus. Having this story and understanding the story and reflecting on this story will help you share more about Jesus when opportunities arise. And the last thing in being a witness involves from our reading today is that we are called to be a witness everywhere and in every situation. Not just in some situations, but in every situation. Jesus said, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the very ends of the earth. In other words, we are called to be our witnesses locally, in a broader sense, and a broader sense, and globally. Another way to think about this is we are called to be God's witnesses in everything we're involved in and everywhere we go. We're called to reveal the God who loves us, to everyone we meet. And so I encourage you to think about what does that mean for your life? Now, some people will go think about automatically, oh, does that mean I've got to take a Bible with me to work or to the sport? And do I have to talk about just Jesus every time? Not necessarily. Some years ago, I, a friend of mine who's a pastor deliberately joined a basketball team where there was no Christians on the team, or no Christians he thought of. And in being part of that team, he didn't walk in with a Bible and try to convert everyone day one. His aim was simply to develop relationships with those people, through his actions, start revealing God's love and grace, and also being careful about his behaviour. And he started to have an impact on those people who were part of that team. And opportunities did arise for him to share more directly and more explicitly things about Jesus and God's love for those people. So think about going back to that picture of everything you're involved in. Start reflecting on what does it mean for me to be a disciple of God, 
reflecting God's love through my words and actions, through how, about, how I go about interacting with people, in every situation you're involved with. You see, the story of God is this. You know God's love because the disciples took seriously Jesus' call for them to be his witnesses everywhere and to everyone. And then someone else took seriously that call. And then someone else took seriously that call. And then someone else took seriously that call. And then along the line, someone who took seriously that call shared it with you. And God's love and grace will be known by others because we take seriously being his witnesses to everyone. I pray that the love that God has for you, that you know, that you know deeply in your heart. But I also pray that you share it generously with whoever you're involved with, that people look at you and see God through you. Go, go with God's love and go being his disciples wherever you are. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of love that you have for us. And we thank you that this love is not just something for ourselves, but a love that you've called us to share with every single person we interact with. Help us to be your witnesses. Help us not to be burdened by the lost opportunities of being your witnesses, but to continue to see the opportunities in our life to help others to know your grace, to know your love, to know that they have a future because Jesus came into this world died on the cross and rose. And loving Lord, we, we pray for every person we interact with. May they know you through us. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.